Welcome to Cram Bamble, a podcast about nothing in particular and with no discernible direction, just like a locomotive train on dirt. <laughs> Poor a train. train on dirt. Can you imagine? It's not going anywhere, though. The it's fat controller. Even... Fat controller or fat condu- conductor? It's the fat controller. Have but they changed I, I think, that? Yeah, they have, because it's obviously What are they offensive. calling now? Just the train conductor? No, 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 no. I think he's just called... Con- ah. Actually, I'm going to look it up because I don't know. But was I it remember- conductor? It was conductor. No, it was the fat controller. Oh, the fat controller. Yeah. So what does a, what does a controller do in an actual train yard? Why are you asking me I'm this? Cu- what? I randomly said that intro and now I'm, I'm curious. You used to watch Thomas the Tank Engine. You love trains. Oh, Tell me. new name is Sir Topham Hat. Sir Topham Hat. Yes. This is what happens with political correctness. It just gets really confusing. It is. It is a bit. It gets really confusing. So what is what is f- <laughs> fat Topham Hat? What does Sir Topham Hat do <laughs> besides besides stare at the trains? That I might add. Uh, oh, I used to know what the word for this was. Um, oh, this sounds so much better. Animism. Animism. When I- objects. It was. It was like the early forms of religion when objects held a sentience and spirituality. And they were kind of like the focus of a religion. Uh-huh. Animatism? No, I think it was animism. You... Animism? Yeah. So these trains are essentially broken gods that are now... <laughs> no, no, so much better than that. <gasps> Tell me. I reckon they are the psychosis of the fat controller. Oh, I think I've heard too many theories like that. So it's not as exciting as it would once be. Because everything's like that now. Everyone's kind of doing the whole... Oh, Batman's really in an asylum. And I think you hear it so often that like 10 years ago, if you told me that, I would have been like, whoa. Oh, and I just think it it would be funny to just, and he doesn't even work from the rail yard at all. And it's just a guy who stands on the platforms and he's the guy that they, he's the guy that security gets called (laughs) once every few hours. No, 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 they love him because he's harmless. So that's why he gets to do it go every day. That controller's here, guys. Oh, Sir Topham Hat. <laughs> Sir Topham Hat. Sir Topham sorry, Hat, sorry, because sorry. you can't call him a fat controller. His wife is called Lady Hat. He had a wife? Yep. Is that a new thing or was it always there? No, she's new. Oh. So not only was it inappropriate to make comment on his physicality, but it was unfair to keep him as a single man. According to this, he's got two unnamed children. Whoa. <gasps> what if... They passed away, and now he talks to the trains like they're his children. And so he named Thomas after his first, unfortunately, deceased child. And Percy, because Thomas and Percy go together. They're the main ones? Yeah. Is Percy the green one? Yeah. Cranky? He's a crane. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched Thomas the Tank Engine. Cranky is a crane. I don't know if I ever even watched it when I was of age to watch it. Like, Mr. Squiggle was my thing. Mr. Squiggle, the man on the moon. do 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 yeah, animism. All right, so this is going to be a conversation that either goes for a very long time or I see that look in your eyes where you kind of tune out and then we just move on to the next thing. Okay. So I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan and you know that he likes his conspiracy theories and all those kinds of cool things. I, I also enjoy the odd okay. conspiracy theory. But, you know, I also like a lot of folklore tales and ghost stories and all that kind of jazz. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... This isn't a theory. It's more like a, wouldn't it be cool if? Yeah. Okay. So there are a lot of people that are quite fond of the whole, 
alien visitors to ancient civilizations, etc., etc., you know, pyramids and Stonehenge and all that kind of nonsense. Okay. Okay. Are you listening or are you you're looking at your phone? I feel like you're not really paying attention to this very important topic. I'm sorry. Yes. Carry on. Okay. You caught that though? Yes. Recap for me. Okay. So lots of people, big fans of the whole aliens visited ancient civilizations aspect of, you know. Yeah. My father among them. Oh, really? Oh, he's convinced that the pyramids were built by aliens. Oh, that's a conversation for possibly this episode as well. It is hilarious because you would never expect it from a very well-rounded, intelligent man. He's an electrical engineer, totally based in science. And then he comes out with that. I have been shocked. Are alien conspiracy theories his guilty pleasure? I have no idea, but it just the one day we were talking about the pyramids and he just went, yep, alien. Okay. We need to get him on at some point. Just talk about that for an hour. I thought he was joking, but no, he wasn't dead serious. Okay. So yeah. And I'll recap. This is not a theory that I have. It's just a, I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, that'd be cool. So let's just, for the purpose of this conversation, make the assumption that yes, totally intelligent advanced alien races whether it be one or multiples visited humans in the far reaches of our history okay for the pur- that's, so that's a given for the purpose of this conversation yep we're gonna canon. say that's canon got it excellent canon's a good one excellent so now we have a massive across just hundreds of different cultures uh supernatural folklore yep whether it be yeah whether it be you know phenomenon to explain yeah every like wendigos vampires zombies all that kind of jazz yep okay i was thinking about this and i was like this is i think this is kind of cool i guarantee you there's about a million b-grade books out there and probably some really trashy horror movies gotcha what if aliens visited earth and uh-huh. they were like cool humans are ripe for the plucking let's just wreck these dudes now because technology wasn't as advanced as it is now Am I losing you already? Not losing me, but right for the plug. This is the one thing that has always bothered me about, oh, aliens going to come down here and use us. For what? Slavery. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. And that's just like a guess or like, you know, maybe harvesting us. Maybe they want our sweet, sweet white blood cells. I don't know. For whatever reason, they want humans. They want the resources that we have or whatever the situation is. Okay. There's a direct opposition between ancient humans and these theoretical aliens. Gotcha. These extraterrestrial bad boys Mm -hmm. or bad girls or whichever. So, now you've watched American Gods with me. Yes. That was unreasonable, Turbo. Kirsten's dog is bashing himself against the door. It might be my dog because they're being sooks. I don't think it was mine. He's looking at me like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, he does that. He always tries to look innocent. Sabaka's sneezing. He's like, oh, I'm having a sneezing fit. It wasn't me. Maybe it was Sabaka. It was. Anyway, carry so, on. And the whole, there's, there's a lot of different threads coming to this. This is seven colors of thread to make a right. ball of yarn in my head. All right. So the whole, the whole premise of American Gods by Neil Gaiman, if nobody is familiar, is that humans created gods through sheer belief, whether it was uh, worshipping an idol or a person they willed that God's power into existence. The number of followers that have true faith uh, makes them stronger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So this is the second thing that we are taking as okay. canon, canon fact. Okay. That human, ancient humans in a time when our, our vast knowledge today was much smaller than, 
So belief was a stronger factor, whether it be something chemical in our brains or whatever the situation is. But we're, we're taking this as fact. Okay. So what if through all these different cultures, humans were manifesting these gods or these supernatural beings as a form of defense against aliens? Ooh. So you have these technologically advanced, these unthinkable horrors, whether they're bipedal, you know, little green men or just weird vapor creatures that are just rolling through cities or farmlands or whatever the civilization was, which is why every civilization has something different. But there's always that weird little seed where they go, oh, this is similar to this on the other side of the world yep. in a different time frame, that kind of thing. So what if that shared consciousness and maybe there were a particular group of people within that society, which then became their church or their shamans or whatever it was that were able to siphon that belief and lead that belief to create those things. We created Ra, the god of the sun, to defend us against the darkness, the hordes of the dark, and Seth was the evil one from the desert, alien invaders coming in and taking humans, so they found a way to defend against that. Without any technology, just through the sheer power of belief. That is the coolest thing I have ever heard. Stop talking now. This is a book series, patent pending. Okay. (laughs) Trademark, trademark, trademark. Don't you steal my book, Neil Gaiman. (laughs) I'm looking at you, buddy. I don't think he does aliens. Uh, well, no. I don't know. But that, that was the thought that it was kind of rattling around in my head. And I love it. I was like, this is cool. No, I really love it. So. So what I'm thinking is, yeah. you know, sort of like, like you said, the Wendigo. I've got that now stuck in my brain. Oh, I've been listening to videos about that. And I never knew much about it until you mentioned it. Oh, yeah. It's one of my ago. absolute and favorites. And we listened to it recently. I'm like, it's so cool. And so creepy. Because it's not, it's not bizarre and odd where you, there's a lot of these things where you're like, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense. A ravenous hunger that forces people to cannibalism that either converts humans or is something that preys on them and their greed. And just like, that's so cool and simple, but horrifying. Yep. And just the, the, the construction of it as well, just that amalgamation, you know, like the abomination sort of thing where yeah. it's just an amalgamation of animal and human. We hate that. We hate that as human beings. It's the whole uncanny valley thing. There's a term for that too that I can't remember. But yeah, the the ancient Egyptians were all over with the part human, part animal. Okay, yep. And there was a word for it, which I, I don't know. And I should know it, but I don't. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, because it freaks people out. Because mm. you go, oh yeah, it's kind of human. But then there's some animal aspect. And you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, it behaves like a snake or it behaves like a bear, but it's still yeah, part human. And we really we're hate unpredictable that. as hell. Yeah. There were, I was listening to a couple of things on YouTube and there were, well, they mentioned at least there could be more, the two different versions in terms of the physical sense of the Wendigo. One being like the, the antlered skull and like bits of different animals. And the other one being similar to like a ghoul. Yep. Like the pale <laughs> flesh, long fingernails, red eyes kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, which was probably more of a European influence to the story. So I dare say yeah. the, the Native Americans had their, you know, animal part one, which is horrifying. Oh, that scares and the And then hell Europeans out of me. are like, oh, that's similar to our ghouls or whatever other things they had, and maybe it kind of shifted as the stories were told. Perhaps, but yeah, I just love that idea that it wasn't uh, like we were, it. It didn't. It wasn't conjured into being to only prey on humans. Like it was conjured into being for obviously as the defense against the aliens. But because it's such a 
basic concept and not incredibly well developed, it was indiscriminate with it when it came to killing. Yeah. So like people were warned against it. Don't go into the forest by yourself. These are the signs to in case the window goes there. But it was also mm. roaming the perimeter. Like it never attacked people in towns. Yeah. So it was almost like a golem in a way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. And that was the other thing I was thinking as well. Is like once the conflict's over. And that that could be the other thing as well. Like these ain't it, again, guys, I'm aware that this is not the case. This is <laughs> this is head cannon. It's a cool idea. Please don't comment that I'm uh, I'm delusional, but the ancient civilizations mm. where um, archaeologists and whatnot are like, oh, we don't know why they ended. Their gods didn't work. The aliens beat them. Yeah, like the last the last bastions of hope. They're like, oh, why did the why did the Olmecs disappear? Their their gods didn't work. And maybe it's the good gods that didn't work. And that's why the horrifying ones have lasted the test of time. And that's why we know more about them. And that's why we have things like, you could say... Because maybe the aliens are very susceptible to fear. Like that's yeah. one of their biggest weaknesses. So that it wouldn't fear Ra or, you know, some of the bigger gods, you know, like Thor and them, because mm. they, were, they were good. And they, they, wasn't, they weren't terrifying. Oh, that totally wraps in too. Frost giants, aliens. Yeah. Where are the frost giants? They all got killed. They took their dead with them once, you know, Thor swung about with Mjolnir and busted things up and then went to his hall to drink and he's like, cool, sweet, fixed it. And the frost giant aliens are like, whoops. And they get back in their ships or take whatever transport they've got. But yeah, I like the, the concept of those ancient races where scientists and archaeologists like, we don't know what happened to them? Ooh. Yep. Here's one for you. Uh, Pompeii. That's a good one. Imagine an entire city that has a protector god or goddess or whatever, and the only way to kill that god is to kill the people that are powering it. That's okay. We'll just set off a little earthquake here and it'll set off that volcano. Fixed. Yeah, so the aliens figured that out. Figured out that... If they got rid of the people, they got rid of the belief. Yeah. Wow. But how do you explain the fact that we haven't been invaded now? People barely believe in anything. What's the best way to depower these amazing gods and demons and creatures that are roaming about? How do you stop them? You stop believing in them. And how do you stop people from believing in something? Science? Make them believe in something else. There's this dude called Jesus. He's the son of God. You should all totally worship him. And God is all powerful. And so people will believe in that instead, no longer powering these old vicious... So it's so funny. All the atheists in the world are like, oh, get rid of religion. And it's the only thing protecting us this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize you were so devout. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Now I'm just running with stuff that I've heard because so, I'm enjoying this so much. Massive. Um, oh, lost words. Lots of um. Oh, why can I not talk at the moment? I get this when I stream sometimes. During the fifties and sixties, lots of reports of sources, all that kind of jazz. Yeah, that was huge. The American ideal, the belief in their country. Yep. Moving away from religion. Religion. Ooh. So, 
it's taken that away so they're able to kind of come in and check on things or maybe like we had major aggressors way back when for ancient civilizations mm-hmm. or we've actually gotten to a point now where we can defend ourselves uh, way back when we technology. didn't have missiles we didn't have nukes well that that's what i said in the beginning is the fact that they needed that because they didn't have the technological advances yeah. that we have now but i also i don't know i think it would be cool if we did need them again you know if there was one of those mass global EMPs that went off and mm-hmm. knocked out everything and we were plunged into a post-apocalyptic world, we would need to call on this stuff again. You know where you know really hear about alien abductions happening? Where? Europe. You know why? Probably still got goblins and yeah, yeah, and kobolds and things wandering about. Believe in that. And there's there's a smell of that mm. weird old India. religion. India especially. Mm, I was just looking because one of my favorite goddesses is Kali. Oh, yeah. So like the Hindu goddess. She would have busted up aliens so hard. You know she would. Just dragging along little green men heads. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. We might be onto something. The last. (laughs) And so in between these giant, in between these massive conflicts, you'd have the gods that would then go, well, I'm not going to fight these aliens directly i'm going to create little things to fight for me like your wendigos your werewolves your vampires and zombies and all these little weird things that went as their foot soldiers and minions and so when the war's over there's going to be one or two that's kind of accidentally left that's fallen down a well or something they can't destroy or summon back to you know their hordish gates or whatever and there's one that's roaming the land like you said, one that's in the forest. Don't go in that forest because that forest has Baba Yaga in it. Yeah. Baba Yaga's left over. And the gods that used to control the old, like, so, like, Chernobog would be the big bad for Slavic folklore. Yeah. And so if, if Chernobog's like, well, nobody really worships me anymore, I'll, I'll go do my own thing. But Baba Yaga was like the <sighs> lieutenant. And it's still kind of uh, roaming about the forest, like do do do. That's such a cool concept to give them such personality, like the the abandoned lieutenant, just bitter and angry. And what do you do? Prey on the people that believe. And you were built to destroy. Like that was your one and, and only. All purpose. that's left over is humans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's all you know. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay, that was really, really. I know good. it was. I was just, I've, been, I've been thinking about that all week. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll hit Kirsten with this it's one. It's my centaur. <laughs> yeah, oh, the centaur. Man, that was good. But it just makes you think. So this is this is how into it I've gotten. Uh huh. And this is a this is a tangent as well. So you've watched Supernatural. Yes. What? Oh, this is going to be a very broad question. So don't. It won't really. Okay. You know I hate guess what and what if and all that yeah so i'll just skip it the one thing i love about supernatural and shows like that Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem to exist in the real world yep random libraries with super old books with all this information about mythological creatures i can't find those i went google searching trying to find like compendiums and encyclopedias of stuff and i found one on ghosts but that had that's up to its third installation so it's it's about ghosts and stuff not what i wanted as much but haunted houses famous haunted houses and every time they add more stuff so they've added another 120 pages of content Uh because it's the third installation but i want those old dusty books that are about like oh i'm sure if you you go to an antiquarian website you'd be able to find that i need those books but yeah like the the one in supernatural where they got the the men of letters library where it has all these books i'm like i want that stuff yeah, where do you even get that? But Probably yeah, like I said, an, an, well, an antiquarian website will have that kind of thing and you can 
pay a premium for it. God. We should start a Kickstarter. No, I just thought... Help I, us build our library. I did, Well, yeah, actually, yeah. Kickstarter, guys. Get us a, our anti-demon library. Yeah. Like like Giles from Buffy. Like, yeah, he's like, exactly. here's, here's the boring library. Opens a door. Here's the old Watcher library. I want all that stuff. Yeah, me too. Library of Alexandria. Would have had that stuff. always... Yeah, I know. It's gone. I know. Or is it? Yes. That's what they want you to think. The okay. Vatican has it all. Yeah. Yeah, but they've always got that library. Oh, I want it. I know, I want it so bad. And then we'd have to learn a whole bunch of languages because they're all in different languages. Even in that terrible, terrible um, sci-fi show. Uh, There's so many. Which one? No, no, this one's particularly bad. I don't even know if you watched Blind it. Blind Spot. No. <laughs> that's what? No. That's it's kind of sci-fi. No. I reckon it could, I think it would push into that. Okay. Kirsten and I stopped watching it after the first season. We watched part of the second season. We we're like, okay, we're done. Yep, I was we're, so done. That's on six seasons. No, no, no. Um, uh, he's a Reaper? The one called Reaper? Is that what it's called? <laughs> that yeah. would be so embarrassing. The, the comedy one where he worked at the workbench? No, 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 no. no. He has to kill um, abominations, but only he can see them. Oh, Grim. Grim. Gotcha. That's right. Okay. So, yes. Terrible, terrible Grim. I cannot remember my point now. Oh, we oh he had a, a van or a... He did. Or was it like a caravan or something? But that also... It was his grandma's... Oh, it was like a Winnebago or something? Yeah. Was it? And it yeah. had all the books in there as well. And all well. the weapons and mm. whatnot. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's just old Germany. Maybe somewhere in old Germany, the brothers Grimm were like... Watches or you know men of letters or whatever the situation was. We just was. need to go traveling and go and dig through old bookshops. I reckon. I just had like well, not just a couple of minutes ago. I just had a train of thought as I do uh, about that, and I was thinking, why aren't there any libraries like that here? Modern Australia is two hundred years old, so there's no libraries like that. Of and I was they like, wouldn't be not in Australia. I was like, so the Indigenous Australians they had word of mouth and they had cave verbal paintings, tradition, yeah. verbal tradition. And then that got me onto thinking about their origin stories for the land, the Rainbow Serpent. Can you imagine that as their defense against aliens? Because also, and I, I heard these stories when I was in the signal digits, so it's a long time ago, but they had the, let's see if I can remember the order, that they had the tall, white-skinned spirits, which were the good ones, and the small, black-skinned, which were the bad, or alternating colors and heights. But the bad ones would could mimic voices to lure children out into the bush so that they could kill them and the the good ones whether they were tall or short or the the darker or lighter ones i can't remember i i think it was the the lighter tall ones that were the good ones okay i could be wrong but what if there were two lots of aliens for australia because it was so isolated from everywhere else so they couldn't be affected by all the other religions and so another group of aliens were like, oh, we totally got to help these guys out. But the Rainbow Serpent was the belief system that the Indigenous Australians had. And that thing literally made the land, like through the gullies and all that in Kakadu. So that thing would have eaten sources out of the sky. Yeah. And it was meant to be absolutely massive. Like if it's shape, if it's terraforming. It's essentially the, the Australian version of Jormungand, like the world serpent. That's essentially what it was, but it just doesn't live in the ocean. Um, I was just, because in Victoria Bungel, mm. the uh, eagle, 
Oh, it would totally be different for different areas too. Yeah. I keep forgetting that. He's the, he's the creator deity here. So maybe Northern Territory, where I'm from, was the Rainbow Serpent. Yeah. Which makes sense for Kakadu because all the big kind of gullies and stuff. So every, and the same thing as like Europe, they'd all have their different religions. They'd all have their different things to fight them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm so hung up on this concept. I really like it. Yeah. So cool. Are you ready for a question from Quora? Or would you like to keep delving I know, it's into like, it? It's like when you read a book series and then you finish it and it's the end of the story and you're like, I want to go back. And then you're like, I don't want to read another book because then it'll make it less real. <laughs> no, I love it. And we can always keep coming back to this one. We're going to flesh it out some more as well. The one point I was going to say yep. is, so that got me onto the whole, I want to buy this book about ghosts and spirits. I want to start sussing out ghost spots in Victoria here, like haunted houses and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if our, go- our ghosts would be so fresh. Yeah. Fresh. Fresh. I imagine like the... the Pine-scented Will- ghosts. No, I imagine like the Will Smith slide. <laughs> like a switch. Okay. Fresh. Anyway. Yes. Lay a question on me to get the, the taste of sweet, sweet alien violence out of my mind. <laughs> Lay it on me. Um, this question has no answers. Oh, that's always disconcerting. Yep. But I, probably because people look at it and go, oh, I don't know. But I just thought it was an interesting question. Okay. What's something... It's just very weirdly phrased. I loved it. What's something you just need to make it bigger to look nice? What's something you just need to make it bigger to look nice? Yep. Like a butt is the obvious answer there. But what else? <laughs> <laughs> Big old butt. A butt. Um, steak? Nobody wants a small steak. Oh, sometimes I want a small steak. Oh. Like a little filet mignon. Oh, disappointing. No, I want a big old steak. I don't know. It, I can see why it has no answers. It's kind of like, uh, what is wrong with you? Why are you asking this question? Why, why are you like this, Janelle? <laughs> why are you like this, Janelle? I've just, I really love the anonymous ones because they're like, I think this might be a dumb question. I'm going to do it anonymously. If you're in Germany, a beer. I think make it's it a, look nicer, not taste nicer. No, but it makes nice. it, it's more appealing if you have a, a nice larger quantity. Stein. They love their steins. They do. But like, why would you have a pint when you could have a liter stein? Okay. Well, that one didn't go very far. Yeah. Well, that's that's not your fault. That's Janelle's fault. Janelle <laughs> needs to sort her life out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wish the aliens would take Janelle. What is the most extravagant gift you've gotten from someone because they were grateful for something you did for them? Extravagant gift? Yeah. Something where you've gone, this is too much. Oh. Or just, just the most extravagant gift anyone's ever given you. Uh, Nathan bought me one of those elite Xbox controllers for my birthday. Are they pretty expensive? $200. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah like a $200 elite control. Like they are, it's nothing to turn your nose up at. And I was like, why? And I, I, I had Wait, controls. No, not a birthday. It was, no, no, it was, it was. I think it was birthday or Christmas. Oh. But I mean, I mean, I hadn't done anything major for him. I hadn't, you know, helped him out of a tight spot or anything. It was just, oh, here's this. Whoa. Yeah. That was cool. I was like, whoa, dude. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I feel very uncomfortable with extravagant gifts. If it's, if it doesn't have like a. You know, if you didn't buy them something huge previously or help them out of like a really tough spot, 
And it just, or if it's family, like if your parents bought you a car, like I kind of, that's not. Parents, I can understand. Yeah, because there's a link is a there. Normal thing. There's a because they they they're helping the family, so it's still kind of helping themselves in a way. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like any a gift from a family member. Whereas, like, yeah, just just a matey's gone. He's this expensive gift. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What if whoa, it's whoa, a whoa? partner, like a girlfriend or boyfriend? That seems normal for them to go like way over the top with a gift. I think a lot of people do. Hmm. I mean, think think about all the the love struck boys that buy a girl like a, an expensive ring or bracelet, and they've been dating for six months. Oh, it's a six month anniversary. Here's this expensive thing. I think yeah, I had a boyfriend that. like that. It made me super uncomfortable. Yeah, like, people, it, like there was a level of expectation. Like I bought you this. If you that if you buy someone a very expensive gift that doesn't have a, a reason or a backstory to it, that's kind of like it doesn't have a lead up and it's just out of the blue. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah, we were just walking through the shops and we went into the Lush store and I like Lush products. And so... Who doesn't? He... Yeah, I know. There's a sponsor we should get. Lush. Oh, I'd kill for Lush as a sponsor. Oh, but the ads would be 15 minutes long. And so this new product <laughs> is hand-squeezed by orangutans in Borneo and we really care about them. And the flowers are grown in a special paddock in Vietnam. Anyway, so we went into Lush and I was just saying how much I loved everything. And he's like, yeah, but what? Because I, I knew buy he was, you the store. He was angling to get me something. And I was like, oh, you know, I like bath bombs. They're quite good. Anyway, and I didn't think anything more of it. And I just wandered around the shop. Mm. And then he just walks up to me with the sales assistant with this chest. I kid you not. Oh, they do like big super chests, do they? They do a massive oh, super chest. That's of pretty cool. Like one of every product. And he's like, hey, I got you this. And the woman in the shop is just, her. she's just shocked. Because I guess not many people buy this particular yeah. gift. And yeah, even I was just like, this is too much. But I didn't want to embarrass him in front of, you know, all the sales clerks. He was obviously, you know trying to impress oh my god so i was like oh thanks very much but i mean like a full-on it was three layers of lush products jeez louise yeah it was crazy did he just give you the worst worst stink eye if you used regular soap no like after that didn't care didn't care at all i could have taken that home put it in a cupboard he would never have known how bizarre yeah it was purely just for the Look what I can do. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, people get their kicks different ways, I suppose. That's, it's odd. It was very odd. That is very odd. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And I, I mean, I didn't know the price tag of it and I never really looked it up, but it would have been well over. Oh, lush. Yeah. Like one small thing, they cost $12. A whole chest of those things. Good grief. Yeah. I can't imagine. That girl made her sales targets for that week. Yeah, yeah. And she then did. every week thereafter, her manager was like, uh, Stephanie, why can't you bring us the results like you did that one time? Poor Stephanie. Or because that relationship did not last very long. Ooh. She makes that monthly. If you know what I mean. Oh Wink. yeah. Yeah. He could be pulling that. Gary's just going back in. He's like, Hey Stephanie, I'll girl. grab another one, wink wink. Yep. Yeah. Got another one. Like that. Hopefully, cre- this one lasts. There's always like that one. You're like, back. um, what's the definition of insanity? Because <laughs> clearly, this. Oh, he's secretly in love with Stephanie. Dun dun dun. 
Gary and Stephanie made for each other. And he's just trying to impress her every time, but he hasn't got the guts to And then he dates Stephanie. And what does he do? He buys her like a cheap bubble bath from somewhere else. And she's like, this is not what The I body shop. For. From the body shop. <laughs> is the body shop still a thing? Yeah. Oh. They always seem very odd. Yeah, I don't know. Their stuff doesn't smell as good. Yeah. And it feels very chemically by comparison. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 It lasts longer though. Like, like Oh, it does. I say traditional in the sense of like, you know, buying from a supermarket and or whatever. And it's more affordable. Yeah. Or is it? I think is Body it? Shop is expensive as well. It is well. quite expensive, actually. Yeah. I think I bought one of those cactus back scratcher <laughs> brush things yeah. for like $25. And I was like, what? <laughs> that doesn't seem that expensive. To me, it does. I don't know. If, if I'm paying anything more than $20 for a, like a face product or yeah. a, that to me, I'm like, oh, okay, now it's, no, it's, it's out of supermarket prices. I, I could grab one of those floor scrubbers from Bunnings for $15. Cut the handle in half. It's shorter. Back scratcher. Done. Why didn't you? I don't know. Because somebody wanted the fancy cactus back scratcher. Fancy cactus back scratcher. Yeah, I did. And then... Actually, yeah, Lush doesn't sell anything other than actual products. They don't sell... Because they don't like the whole... Um... Like everything's renewable and yes, recyclable. Yes, and... they don't like anything that's kind of mass produced in that weird way where it, like it's heaps of, you know, like a back scratch is like, oh, what tree did you have to cut down for this? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so that's probably against their whole ethos. I like the fact that you got a little picture of somebody who made your product on every product. That's creepy but funny. This is Xander. He made your face scrub. We fired Xander three days after he made this. <laughs> he kept spitting in the... But we kept his face on the label. At least it's spit. Uh, on that note, guys, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna end it there. That was disgusting. Thank you for listening to the random nonsense <laughs> that I was spouting. I do love it though. We're gonna we'll, we'll come back to that. I reckon that's got legs. I've been listening to so many things about mythology mm. and trying to find books i tried to find books on slavic folklore nobody has them in stock you have to order them online nobody keeps them in stock i'm so disappointed like i was i was prepared the other day to spend 150 dollars on heaps of books but nobody had them in stores and i was like i don't want to order them i want them now so i can have all this information ready for this podcast oh and right well no let's just order them now because then in a week's time we will have them but i'm gonna have to get them in hardcover and there are a hundred dollars a book in hardcover Ooh. they're fifty dollars for paperback and a hundred dollars in hardcover i'm gonna buy a book that's a like a basically a bestarium of folklore creatures i need it in hardcover yeah, I need so i can be hardcover. like the boys on supernatural yeah exactly yeah. and then we'll get it leather bound with humans Dun, dun, dun. I was reading about the Necronomicon too, but we'll do that for another okay, time. Okay, we'll save this. This is all good stuff for another time. Uh, I also yeah. need to pee. You need to pee? Yep. Okay, on that note, uh, we will get in your ear holes another time. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.